Hey folks, it's Dr. Sam Byrne, and I'd like to welcome you to another iClarity podcast. This is a show that offers cutting-edge information on holistic eye care. It is so great to be here today, and I've been getting amazing questions from people. I can't keep up with it. It's just uh, kind of overwhelming. And so uh, I've, I've chosen about four questions today that I'm going to address. The first question, uh, let's get into it. This is a, a lady who's been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and it's affecting her retinas. She recently went to her eye doctor, and the eye doctor said that she's got some bleeding in the back of her eyes. We call this diabetic retinopathy. And she wants to know if there's anything that she can do to improve this condition. So I'm going to start with a research study that came out in 2013. The title of it is called The Role of Inflammation and Endothelial Dysfunction in the Pathogenesis of Diabetic Retinopathy. And in this study, researchers were exploring uh, the disease of diabetes as it relates to the eyes and the possible involvement of inflammation and endothelial dysfunction. And the aim of the study was to investigate the relationship between inflammation markers and uh, the retina, especially people diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And the results of the study showed that there is an association between obesity and inflammation as it affects the, uh, the retina and causing diabetic retinopathy. So I would say that uh, with this woman, one of the things that I would do if I were her is I would start looking at uh, systemic inflammation, especially in the intestinal tract, um, to find a good functional medicine doctor, somebody who can do some really good blood work and identify you know, what her dietary absorption is and uh, you know, any other inflammatory markers that uh, may be showing up in her blood work. Uh, I have found that uh, in terms of an inflammatory response in the body, one of the things we want to take a look at is our lifestyle and our diet. So stress, uh, pharmaceutical drugs, and uh, you know our diet definitely can play into the inflammatory response. You know, certainly eating an anti-inflammatory diet might be a suggestion that uh, that could really help. And another study that I'll share, this had to do with uh, this super antioxidant that I love called resveratrol. And in this study, this was uh, uh, done with um, giving uh, resveratrol to people who had different kinds of uh, uh, eye problems ranging from um, open-angle glaucoma, age-related macular degeneration, and diabetic retinopathy. And supplementing with resveratrol uh, was a positive influence on these conditions. And some of the sources of uh, this amazing super antioxidant would be red grapes, 
Um, we find this in, in wine, uh, but certainly you can think, you know, eat things like, um, any kind of the berries like blueberries, mulberries, bilberries, cranberries. These have high amounts as, of, uh, resveratrol. Uh, also, um, this particular, um, super antioxidant acts as a vasorelaxant and this could be very helpful in terms of any kind of retinal condition so i would consider this as a as a possible either supplement or adding it to your diet i'd say the third study that i would quote would be a study that was done on the role of taurine in diabetes and diabetic complications and we know that taurine is an amino acid that's very important uh, not only for the body but also for the retina. And in this particular study, patients who were given taurine supplements uh, had a reduction in some of the diabetic retinopathy uh, condition. And there was a certain antioxidant quality that was noted by the researchers. So... Uh, this would be another thing that I would consider. You know, if we go into the ARID study, uh, which was done in 2001, uh, the researchers found that supplementing with lutein, zeaxanthin, these carotenoids are so important for the retina, and things like beta carotene and vitamin C and vitamin E uh, also are very helpful in reducing, you know, macular degeneration by almost 25%. So adding these things to the diet would be something I would think about as well. So I hope that's helpful. Here we go to question number two. This is a lady who is diagnosed with a condition called optic atrophy. And her eye doctor said he's not really sure why she has optic atrophy. There's no cure for it. And uh, it's affecting her focusing. And she wants to know what could help. Well, when I, when I started looking at uh, certain research studies to help the optic nerve, obviously glaucoma came into the uh, picture because in glaucoma, the optic nerve is the, the key and anatomical part of the eye that needs protection. The optic nerve is the root of the eye. It's the back part of the eye. It's made of a lot of nerve plexus that connects to the brain. And I found two studies that, I, that were very interesting as it relates to the optic nerve health. One was the application of using ginkgo extract, ginkgo extract uh, to help reduce uh, visual field damage found in glaucoma. And so ginkgo could be a possibility in terms of uh, helping the circulation in the optic nerve, something to consider. There's another study that was done on uh, glaucoma and the optic nerve where people who were diagnosed with glaucoma had low levels of EPA and DHA. These are components found in the omega-3 fish oil. And so in terms of um, optic nerve health, uh, there's a consideration of possibility thinking about increasing the fats and the oils. I would also consider uh, 
you know, doing some testing in the area of neurodegenerative diseases, because when there's optic atrophy, uh, one consideration is a person suffering uh, multiple sclerosis or Parkinson's disease. And again, I would work with a functional medicine doctor uh, to explore any inflammatory response going on in the body um, and also heavy metal toxicity. Uh, I've certainly seen in my practice people with a different optic nerve disease that's not related to glaucoma. There could be uh, an inflammatory response and heavy metal toxicities like uh, lead or mercury. And if I was this lady, I would uh, consider working with a doctor and exploring uh, that uh, scenario. Question three, this is a lady who's been suffering chronic uh, pain in her eyes and redness. Uh, She's been to her eye doctor several times And he's diagnosed her with a condition called dry eye syndrome, which I've talked about a lot. And she's asking, are there any things that she can do instead of taking, you know, Visine or uh, Restasis? Uh, Things don't seem to be changing much. Well, one place I would start is on the functional aspects of how one uses their eyes uh, to get some testing in the area of binocular vision, how well the two eyes are working together. You know, in my clinical practice, when a person has got chronic uh, redness, pain, pain in their eyes, uh, especially due to dry eye syndrome, and eye drops don't seem to be working, I consider how well the two eyes are working together. And in many cases, uh, the right eye is doing more of the work than the left eye, and the brain is suppressing the left eye. Uh, and so doing some vision therapy exercises sometimes can be really helpful at learning how to rebalance the two eyes working together. I would also take a look at what lens prescription this person is using, especially for digital devices. Uh, I would assume there's no progressive lenses involved, but if there are, uh, I would probably reduce the use of those and get single vision lenses. Uh, I would also consider uh, the metabolic health. Uh, I did a blog on the relationship between adrenal health and dry eye. Uh, When we're under chronic stress and our adrenals are producing cortisol, this sometimes can lead to drying out of all the mucous membranes, including the corneas. And uh, there was a video I did on a research study on the use of um, omega-3 fish oil as a way to reduce dry eye syndrome. This was a study that was done uh, where um, people were given 1,500 milligrams of omega-3 daily. This was mostly women. And in a 12-week period, their dry eye uh, symptoms reduced markedly. Um, And I have noted this study uh, through a, a video that I've done on my website. If you just Uh, click on dry eye syndrome or type in dry eye syndrome, you'll be able to see that video. And of course, you know, if you're going to use eye drops, I would move more towards MSM eye drops. I've talked about this many times, that MSM eye drops are moisturizing, they're anti-inflammatory. And if you use that in combination with the eye massage, you know, when you massage the eyelids, 
You are stimulating the glands in the eyelids that actually produce the tears. Uh, so this could be a way to begin to pr have more production of the tears that cover the cornea. So I hope those things help. Last question is a, a mom who uh, she would listen to a Mama Wellness uh, podcast that I was on with Katie. Uh, and it was a, it was a interesting question because she has an 11 year old who's actually wearing progressive lenses bifocals and she wants to get get her daughter out of those lenses and she was asking whether two pairs of glasses would benefit her and i would say yes definitely get out of the progressive lenses uh, you know we know that when you're using progressive lenses you're narrowing or tunneling your vision through a tiny part of the lens and my advice would be to go back to your eye doctor, get a 2020 prescription for distance and get a 2040 prescription for reading. And uh, that would be a, a way to, you know, relax the eyes in that softer prescription. You know, in holistic optometry, there's something called a developmental lens or a learning lens. This is a lens that's based on the focusing response. Uh, that, uh, you know, you watch a person's focusing response by shining a light into the eyes. You can do that. This is called uh, retinoscopy, stress retinoscopy, or dynamic retinos retinoscopy. And retinoscopy is a, it's a, it's a form of measuring the focusing response by shining the light into the eye while the person is actually focusing on something, whether it's a target or reading a book and you can prescribe a lens based on what the, the most relaxed focusing response is. It's a really dynamic test. And uh, from that, you can prescribe this learning lens that actually relax the eye, relaxes the eye muscles, opens up the peripheral vision. I would also say to this mom that uh, you want to use what we call the Harman distance. This is the distance measured from the... Um, you, you make a fist and you put it under your chin and you're measuring your forearm out to where you hold your book. And for kids, it's usually around 12 inches. So you want to hold your book at about 12 to 14 inches. That's called the Harmon distance. It was invented by a researcher named Daryl Boyd Harmon, who did a series of studies at Ohio State uh, where he measured people's, you know, galvanic skin response and other electrodiagnostic using other electrodiagnostic equipment and uh, he was able to, to tell that at this particular 12 to 14 inches this was the most relaxed a person would be and when you start pulling in your your reading material inside that Harman distance that's going to induce myopia it's going to make the eye muscle spasm and uh, it creates more eye stress and so sometimes these learning lenses will allow a child to hold their reading material where they're supposed to at the Harman distance. So that 12 to 14 inches is really important. Uh, I would also use a posture board where you're uh, propping up the books or the writing uh, at about 20 degrees. This helps the posture. And we know that posture and working distance and the learning lenses can help reduce some of the eye stress that kids experience when they're learning to read or reading to learn. So I hope that helps you. Um, I appreciate the question. 
Well, that's all I have time for today. I, I love the questions. You know, just send them to me. Um, I, I love answering them. They're, they're great questions. We're all learning from this. And um, uh, people seem to be enjoying the, uh, the podcast in this format. So thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And until next time, take good care. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsamburn.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.